You're listening to the Don's Cast, an unofficial fan podcast about the greatest Australian football team, the Essendon Bombers. My name is Jamie. And I'm Mick. And mate, uh, it didn't get any better. We uh, certainly gave it a fair shake, but uh, yeah, again, the Bombers went down against the very good Brisbane. Yeah, they, they are a pretty class outfit. Um, yeah, the first quarter absolutely looked uh, looked a much improved effort. Um, and I, I do think the effort overall was improved, but certainly one thing that wasn't improved uh, was our disposal efficiency overall. Um, and, you know, that wasn't just around the ground. It was in front of goals, certainly let ourselves down. Uh, we had a number of opportunities, mate, and we'll discuss them in depth. But, um, you know, sometimes you've got the foot on the throat, mate, and you can either press down or you can show mercy. And I'm um, sorry to be so violent in context, but I mean, like, that is an analogy, you know, where, um, yeah, where it's an old saying, whereas you think, you know, you could kill it now or, um, you know, you, you let them breathe and, and they'll get the upper hand on you. And that's basically what happened with the Brisbane Lions. Well, that's the thing. You give them a sniff and, um, you know, they're, they're obviously a very professional outfit. We saw last year, like, they're a uh, developing side. Like, they were widely tipped to be, like at some stages of the of the year, like you know, a premiership favourite. Uh, so they've got the the cattle on the park. Um, some very experienced players there. When we talk about um, being ruthless and whatever, and it's not just the you know taking your opportunities and stuff like that. I I did find we um, you know weren't sort of brutal enough in some aspects. You look at Dane Zorko, like he was hobbling around half the match. Um, yeah, you'd think, you know, of old, uh, you know, you would have had your your Hardwicks, your Sollies, your Wallaces, all getting around just to let him know how bad that um, that leg was, um, making sure that every contest he went to, he'd feel a bit of pain there. But we seemed to stay off him. And he ended up basically off one leg, you know, racking up about 30-odd disposals and still being a pretty damaging force for them. So, you know, when we talk about not being ruthless enough, it's not just with the, with the footy in hand or anything like that. Um and at the moment, I think we're still, you know, a bunch of nice blokes playing footy, um, but I, and I don't think that's going to win us premierships. Yeah, well, that's the uh, common trend at the moment is uh, I heard Matthew Lloyd comment on this summit after a supporter rang up um, and basically said, oh, we're just too nice a footy club. We're worried about social things. We're worried about, you know, having an output in terms of... Uh, you know, the, the community and so forth. And that's all great. But he said, like, at the end of the day, our core business is to win games. And um, sometimes it's not what you say, it's what you do. And, um, yeah, we're probably too vocal the other way where we want to be leaders in off-field antics. But, you know, it just doesn't make our, you know, core business look good when, um, you know, we aren't showing that fight. And, um yeah, Matty Lloyd was very uh, – he gave stern criticism to the smiles after the game. He said, look, I know it's part of the footy, but you know, if I see an Andy McGrath smirking there, I see through the game, Truff Rutten having a smile. Like, this is stuff that, you know, our footy club, and this is what Lloyd's terms were, our footy club stood for something. Mm. We didn't stand and smile and – uh, while we were going through losses. So that's just a mindset. And 
I think a lot of supporters can buy into that. Yeah, and I think, I mean, I know we've started the podcast all doom and gloom, um, but I guess, you know, as we said last week, you know, footy's an emotional game. You, you can't help but um, get caught up in it. Uh, the one thing that, you know, it's, it's almost perverse that I liked it, but um, Archie Perkins, he kicked that goal in the last quarter. He still looked absolutely pissed off. Um, he, he doesn't look happy. He wants to win. Mm. I love that um, because, you know, how many how many times we've seen guys, you know, walk off with a smile and stuff like that. Um, it's when you see guys that are hurting um, that you're like, yep, they care about it just as much as I do. Um, and while, yeah, none of us, uh, you know, fans will, will ever grace the, um, you know, the grounds of Eddie Had or MCG or anything like that, we'll never would don the sash in anger. Um, you know, all we want is for, you know, our footy club to represent us um, and, you know, our, I guess our aspirations and everything like that. And that's, you know, being that sort of hard-nosed footy team that, we all loved back in the day, uh, and we want to see that again. Uh, so, hopefully, there's a there'll be a shift in uh, temperament because certainly um, uh, it's it's much needed. I thought we'd turn the corner a bit last year. Uh, yeah, the club seemed a lot more honest in its, um, I guess, reflection on its own performances, its own um, you know output, um, being true to itself and saying, look. At the end of the day, we're here to win, win premierships. Um, you know, we're, we're not here you know, to create jobs or anything like that. Um, we're a football team. So um, when we, I guess, uh, don't demonstrate that attitude on the park, it it leaves you a bit frustrated as a Bombers fan. And obviously, you know, we've been starved of success for so long. Um, as soon as things, you know, don't go our way, and I'll fully acknowledge this, like I'll... I think bloody hell, it's 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 almost you know, back to where we started. Um, I certainly don't believe that's the case. Uh, for anyone calling for Trucks Head, uh, <laughs> I don't know where um, where you're sort of getting that. I, I think that's uh, jumping the gun a bit early. I think everything that Truck has done in terms of um, you know bringing the club back to its roots and uh, acknowledging and appreciating our our shared history and um, you know the getting past players back in all of that is, is building or rebuilding the culture. Um, you know, re re sewing that fabric um, of us as a football club. And um, while the results aren't out there on the football park, as of yet, there was def- definitely improvement last year in terms of this year. Yep. Not great to start the, the, uh, the season with a couple of big losses, but I think we all knew these first three rounds were going to be pretty bloody tough. Uh, and certainly injuries to key players hasn't assisted that, uh, but that's by no means shirking that our attitude hasn't been 100% there. Um, yeah, well, just to add to those injuries, mate, we learnt that Zach Merritt, out for the best part of eight weeks, uh, syndesmosis, which we're very familiar with. Um, a number of our players have had that. So, um, you know, it's just a massive loss. Um, you know, who's our uh, reigning best fairest winner. Um, and uh, there was a stat I saw, mate, and um, I had to check it because I thought it doesn't sound right. But since uh, Zach Merritt started with Essendon, Essendon have won three games without him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, was, I, I found that really hard to believe, but apparently it checks out, mate. 
Yeah, well, you know, I'm sure it it probably does. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, last year, uh, you know, through adversity, guys took up the took up the mantle. So we saw last year when Shear went down, when Caldwell went down, you know, Stringer wasn't there for uh, the first half of the season, basically. Guys had to step up. Darcy Parrish stepped into that role. Um, and you'd hope, um, you know, guys would go, yep, not great that Merritt's out. Who's going to step up? You know, does the um, does Caldwell take a bit more of a role? Uh, McGrath, you know, personally, I haven't seen his first couple of games as, uh, as all that great this year. Does he step up and say, okay, if I want to be a leader around this club, I need to demonstrate that. I need to, you know, take games by the scruff of the neck when I when I can. Um, does he take up a um, a more imposing role in there? Guys have to step up. It's um, I suppose that that mentality of one soldier goes down, the next one uh, takes his place. Uh, and I guess that's all we can hope for. And um, hopefully, again, if we speak to that culture, you know, the boys will work for each other. Um, but that's what it's going to be. It's going to be work um, because certainly when we're losing. Uh, you know, top line players like you know, with Shield, uh, Shield as well, we missed that game due to, due to injury, uh, sort of laid out. I think it was a side strain or something. Um, now we're missing Merritt, potentially Cox. Um, you know, we don't yet know the full extent of that injury. Um, you know, he might be out for a while. So, injuries happen, it's going to be part of footy, part of life. Um, but uh, yeah, someone's oh well. A number of people are going to have to step up. Um, so hopefully the boys take that on. Uh, and I definitely think they're capable of it. Uh, well, some good news is that uh, Nick Martin would have seen out his protocol day. So uh, he should be available for the Melbourne game. So we're actually bringing in a player who averages five AFL goals a game. So, uh, <laughs> 27 disposals, if you don't mind. Yeah. So, Going at yeah. 85% efficiency or something like that. Yeah. So, like, you know, when you're bringing in a player with that kind of average, even if it was only across one game, um, yeah, that's the defend. So, um, anyway, let's hope that, um, look, I, I just want to see an effort. I don't think there'd be too many people tipping yeah. the bombers against the Ds, but, um, I think, um, you know, we saw an improvement in effort, I thought, especially against uh, Brisbane, um, as from the Geelong game. But that was back at Marvel. And, you know, we've got to go back to the G where we were made to look second rate by Geelong. And, you know, I just want to see a much improved effort. Um, A couple of debuts maybe on the cards. Is this the game that Ben Hobbs might get a run? And, and after cruelly being left as a, as a medical sub on his debut game, uh, you know, probably Tex Wanganine is owed a game, mate. You can't, that was a bit cruel on him to uh, sit him for a whole match um, on your debut game of all things. And, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I personally don't like that rule where, like, you know, if you're the sub, it's counted as a game. You know, for, for better or worse, I can I guess I can see the AFLPA side of it in that you know if you're the sub, you're there for the whole time. You should be paid for that game, but like for that to be effectively your debut game, I think it's a bit harsh. Um, you know, you're not nece- you're not guaranteed time on the ground, uh, and certainly he got none, um, which is very harsh. And I think it's almost a, a double whammy because I, I don't think it'd be beyond um, reckoning. That they go, oh well, look, he didn't play any footy this weekend, so um, we'll send him back to the twos, 
Um, let him get a touch of the footy and then work his way back in. I, <laughs> I hope I'm wrong, um, but certainly I, I wouldn't put it beyond. Um, I'm always backing that will happen, mate. I reckon that um, Truck and the coaching group probably say, you know what, debuting against Melbourne, like playing on the field against Melbourne, yeah. probably not the ideal setup. Let's uh, hold him for a week and uh, play him against Adelaide or, you know, something like that. You know, yeah. I, I, I could almost see him being strategic with that. So, um, yeah, I was certainly not um, banking that he'll play this week in the senior side. Let's get into the game, mate. Um, yeah. It was a great start. Well, was it? I mean, like Stringer got that first clearance, but the kick was an absolute mung punt. <laughs> um, yeah, delivered out of bounds, and I thought, bloody hell. Um, and, and it wasn't even as if he was under extreme pressure. Um, he just, you know, decided to get a bit fancy with the kick and put on a, a weird angle. Um, but anyway, that went out. Um, but look, the, the boys did look on. Um, you know, Franger took a nice intercept mark. Uh, the kick didn't advantage two meter Peter, but Stringer's kick was better. Uh, and Wright took a nice mark uh, and kicked it kicked it truly to uh, slot our first, mate. Yeah, nice goal. And um, as I said, Stringer, even though he'd made that early mistake, it's just a presence, you know. Yeah. Uh, I was on level two. Anyone who sits on level two at Marvel will say what a great viewing mm. uh, spectacle it is. And, um, yeah, you just see he's got a lot of an aura about him, um, Stringer. Um you know, where the opposition are a bit, you know, you can see they're a bit nervous around him, you know. So, mm. um, yeah, he certainly makes our side uh, function better. But mm. having said that, uh, he can do the things that you don't think will happen as well negatively. Yeah, you can. But, um, look, two-minute Peter got involved soon after with a great ground, ground ball pickup. You know, for a bloke two, meter, two metres and three centimetres, uh, if you don't mind. Um, great ground ball pickup. Delivery to McGrath was really nice. Um, and he was only about 35 metres out, not much of an angle, and he missed. And I thought, you have to kick those. Um, uh, so that was disappointing. And then the ball went uh, end-to-end for a while. Um, and I just thought our disposal was still a bit iffy. Eventually, McCluggage uh, kicked a hurried one and it went straight through. So, uh, yeah, Brisbane were... We're back in. Um, you know, Durham had a set shot after. Um, you know, Stringer collected the footy. Um, <laughs> it was it was a funny one. Stringer, I swear, yeah, you could have called him Jam Jars for the day. He, um, kicked it into the man of the mark a few a few times, um, but he ended up collecting the footy um, off his own boot on this occasion. Um, but Durham's kick was no good, um, and. Uh, yeah, we saw two men and Peter again. Um, it was a real presence in that first quarter. He took a nice mark, um, you know, around the ground, and we saw Francis fly for one, uh, but he couldn't get clean mitts in it. Um, and I just thought with Francis, it was good that he was flying at him, but he didn't seem to be actually using both hands. I don't know if you thought the same thing from the ground, Jamie, but it seemed like he was almost, you know, going for the one-hander or, yeah, you know, rather than... Yeah, it, on occasions he certainly did... Uh... It was noticeable that he went with one hand on occasions. Mm. There were times where he did take it double-handed, but, I mean, yeah, I, I did notice that as well. Uh, 
Um, yeah, then we saw Dev Smith uh, get a free for an arm around his shoulder, and he de- he definitely used it to full advantage. He basically pulled Adams's arm around his shoulder, uh, but you know he got the free and he dobbed the snap on his left. Um, and I have to say, it, it was noticeable to me that the the team seemed to be kicking it to Dev Smith as if he was a leading forward, and he's just not that, to my opinion. Um, you know, he's never going to be a you know an out and out marking forward. I think, you know, guys who play that kind of role, you'd think more of a, I don't know, a Waterman type, or um, you know, if you think of a smaller guy, maybe even a Snelling can be a, a lead out. I think back to the days of Monfries, Jane, um, and it's as if they were trying to get um, Dev Smith to play that role. I, I don't think it worked well at all. It's certainly not his game for mine. Um, then we saw Franger have a hurried snap uh, before Merritt kicked it beautifully to Peter Wright, who took a strong leading mark about 30 metres out, and he uh, went back and dobbed his second. Much needed. Like, you know, we had a lot of the play. Mm. Just felt like we weren't capitalising on that. Um, as you said, mate, a number of shots missed. Um, that really should have been kicked. You know, not much angle, 35, 40 metres out. Mm. Um, you know, the players need to convert those. It's hard to get opportunities against good sides like Brisbane. Mm. And, um, yeah, you have to make the most of what you get. Certainly do, mate. Um, I did think the tackling effort was much better, um, you know, this game. Uh, you know, we saw Redmond uh, nail Neil in the middle of the ground. Um, and that ended up being worked up the ground to two-metre Peter. This time he missed, um, as did Caldwell soon after. Um you know, we saw Cutler miss one before that. Um, and then we locked it inside 50 for a bit and Franger crumbed it, handing it off to Perkins, who uh, pulled the trigger to kick a fourth goal. Um, so it was nice work from him. And uh, we ended the quarter 22 points up, four goals, 5-29 to their one goal, 1-7. One, and Peter Wright, as you said, was... Really dominating aerial, um, the aerial contest. He had eight marks, two goals, and 12 disposals, mate. Not bad for the big guy. Um, mm. Yeah, and like we just uh, got the four goals, and it just felt like a missed opportunity. I felt, always felt like we should have been six or seven goals up rather than just the four. Yeah, definitely. And like we still looked hungry coming out in that second quarter. Uh, but then when we saw Merritt pop a beautifully weighted kick to, to Cox, he was only about 35, 40 metres out, straight in front. His kick was off. Um, and again, that's where we talk about, you know, not putting your foot on the throat um, uh, kind of thing. Um, you know, we saw, uh, you know, Cox did save a, um, uh, save a goal, you know, tackling Bailey, who for, for all... Um, Intents and purposes looked like he was going to kick one. He was sort of weaving through traffic. Uh, but in the end, um, Bailey did get a goal after McGrath dropped the mark um, and he scooped it up and kicked it through. And I thought that was that was pretty disappointing. Yeah, like it, it was a real iron hand effort by Andy. Um, it was almost like the ball came quicker than he thought. Mm. And um, he just, you know, like, you know, no one's perfect. So, you know, players aren't either, so they can actually have their moments. But, I mean, yeah. it was just an in, in opera, uh, you know, it wasn't a great time to have it because, um, you know, as you said, uh, it just was so costly. certainly was. And we saw Stuart um, get falconed soon after. Uh, you know, he was 
um, chasing his man around the back and the ball came over and just popped him one in the skull. Um, and unfortunately, McCarthy scooped that one up and um, yeah, kicked another goal for them. And that's where, you know, our missed um, you know, opportunities in front of goal were starting to really hurt us. Um, so uh, then we saw Francis fly for another. Uh, couldn't get hands on it, though. Um, then Guelphie hit Pranger open. He was probably about, you know, 40, 45 metres out. Um, but his kick was short and, and didn't score. Uh, then we saw Cutler have a ping and uh, it went wide. You know, it was shot on the boundary, uh, mind you, but um, still went wide. Um, and then uh, then we saw a just flurry of goals. You know, Cameron kicked one. Uh, Joey Danaher um, kicked one. You know, Danaher then lowered the eyes with a nice kick to uh, Cockatoo. And he kicked a goal. Um, so like all our misses and, you know, Brisbane were just making the most of opportunities time and time again was, um, yeah, really just killing us. Uh, and finally we saw Jake Kelly nail McCluggage right on the goal line, uh, to save a certain goal for them. But Brisbane were just dominating by that time, um, and intercepting the ball at will. And we saw Rayner kick one through, uh, to have them two goals up. Yeah, really disappointing. I said, you know, felt like we should have been six or seven goals up quarter time around that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to look up at the scoreboard and realise you're two goals down, it just felt really hard work, yeah, to get to that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, thankfully, Peter Wright had a goal, kick his third. Yeah, it was a ripper too, mate. Like, you know, it would have been 45 metres right on the boundary almost and kicked kick through a beauty. Yeah, and then uh, Archie Perkins did the his nice little steps, mate. But he, um, yeah, yeah, I thought he's going to kick a ripper again and would have had us <laughs> almost level, but unfortunately, just missed. Oh, mate, I I got up off my chair and was <laughs> screaming yes, and uh, only to find out no, he missed. But <laughs> it did look good. Um, but I, I tell you what, mate, I, I love seeing Durham out there. Um, he just goes and goes all game. Uh, you know, he, he pressured up and down the wing, didn't allow the lines, easy ball. Uh, so it was great having him back in the side. Um, but at the end of that quarter, uh, we finished five goals, nine, 39, to their seven goals, two, 44. Yeah, as I said, missed opportunities. But, um, you know, we still had a half a game and thought if we can start the quarter well, um, get back in front, uh, we could steady ourselves and go on. And, and that quarter started like that, mate. Yeah, we did. Um, we saw, uh, you know, Stringer tried to hit two-meter Peter, uh, but yeah, it was knocked away. Cox then grabbed the pill and sent it beautifully to Perkins, who uh, who marked in gold, and that put us back in front. It was uh, really good to see. Uh, Hind was giving some excitement from the back line. Had a beautiful run from the back line. Mate, took three bounces or so. Uh, along the wing there, then collected the ball one two. He must have been absolutely stuffed after that yeah, run. He but, was, uh, <laughs> but yeah. um, uh, unfortunately, we, we didn't end up with a score from that effort. Um, uh, but then we saw Ham make an important tackle on Rich just as he was about to hit a target inside 50. And look, I've, I've been harsh on him, but credit where credit is due, that was a, a good tackle by Ham. I still don't think he had a great game, but he did a um, but that was a good tackle there. Uh, but unfortunately, eventually McCluggage uh, 
kicked another goal for them uh, after they just kept peppering it inside 50. And, uh, yeah, he certainly felt for our defenders. Yeah, he's a real gut runner, Hugh. Um, I watched him intently. And, uh, you know, he's such a good player, you know. Um, well, I think it's always going to be the question, what if, um, with McGrath, McCluggage, and, and to a lesser extent, Taranto. Um, but, uh, yeah, Hugh... Uh, I'm, you know, I'm a big fan of his game, um, and that's not to say you know, Andy should, we should have picked him over Andy, but um, I certainly rate his efforts, and uh, he kicked a beautiful goal. But uh, yeah, thankfully that was answered by our own Zach Merritt. Was mate, um, he did the old one-two with Draper and ran just inside 50 and slotted the goal, and I thought that was a real uh, moment of leadership. Like he took the responsibility on. He didn't shirk it. He didn't. Yeah, look for a cheap kick in the pocket or anything like that. He ran through and um, and kicked it, and um, yeah, it was an absolute ripper. Um, and then again, we saw old Jam Jars um, Stringer um, you know, kick it straight into Bailey, uh, and was lucky Bailey didn't kick the goal straight back over his head. Um, you know, we saw uh, Cameron kick another goal for them, put him back in front. Uh, McCarthy had a snap on goal soon after, but luckily. He missed, as did Neil, and they were just you know, continually getting shots on goal. And then we saw an absolutely rubbish free kick and 50 get paid to Neil. For, that was terrible. Oh, for who knows what, mate. Um, and, of course, he, he slotted it uh, to put them up by a bit over two goals. And, yeah, I, I just... Like, apparently, um, uh, you know, Parrish was on the mark. And, you know, they were going to play on. Um, so as he went to handball it off, um, you know, Parrish went after the man. Apparently that was encroaching on the mark. And then because he then tackled, um, I forget who it was, maybe it was Zorko or whoever it was, because he then tackled him, that was called 50. And I thought, come on, what? Uh, anyway. It looked like the advantage of being played, you know, live at the game. Yep. Yep. You just thought it was in play. Yep. And then all of a sudden you hear the whistle blow and you know, 50 metres and you're like, what happened? Like, was it, did yeah. and I, like, I assumed he swore at the umpire or something. <laughs> <laughs> I bloody would have if that got paid <laughs> on me. <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, and it, even to the point where the commentators were saying, oh, geez, what's that? Yeah, what was that one? Um, so I think when, when even the commentators say something, uh, something's a bit off, but... Uh, yeah, we did see Parrish um, get the next clearance and pumped it inside 50 Francis took another mark but missed, and I think, look, as I think he did provide a presence up forward, Francis, um, but he needs to kick goals. Um, you know, his constant misses were hurting us. Um, you know, to be realistic, um, and you know, we got the next entry, but um, Cox looked a bit panicky and coughed it up, and that's like I know we're talking about a second-year player here, James. But so many times this game, I thought Cox, you know, looked slow in his decision making. Uh, yep. he, he looked a bit panicky uh, with the ball when he had heat on him, and that's you know you you got to wear that. He's a young bloke um, learning, but um, yeah, it was really hurting us. Yeah, he, his decision making is very clear that the step behind where it needs to be. Mm. Um, you know, good sides don't give you much space, so. You, You've got to take what they give you immediately. And if you hold on, 
just gives them time to get numbers back. And mm. that's what was happening far too often. Um, then we saw that rock contest, mate, between Draper and Oscar McInerney. Yeah. And, <laughs> mate, um, they had a real coach killers, those ones. Oh, yeah, when you've got a, uh, got a two-plus metre crummer, uh, <laughs> just snagging it out of the rock contest um, yeah, for McInerney's goal there. Uh, and then we saw um, an ex-clearance, you know, it went to Draper, and he pumped it in. It was crumbed by Caldwell, who released Stringer. And he <laughs> he tried to kick the casing off it, I reckon. I, um, you know, I reckon it was in orbit at some stage because it looked so high. Um, but it went through, mate. Yeah. And I thought, only Jakey could kick that. Because, yeah. <laughs> um, as you said, it, it just looked like he just wanted to kick the, uh, the old Jesus out of the ball. And... Um, yeah, just somehow got the nice spin and went through. Yeah, well, uh, what didn't have the nice spin and went through, James, was when uh, we saw James Stewart. I, I think he did go a bit lazy at the ball. Um, he obviously thought it was touched off the boot um, and, you know, sauntered after the, the footy. Um, but it seemed to, you know, that last bounce seemed to go a bit faster than he thought. He, I reckon he did get a touch on it. Uh, but it wasn't made obvious enough to be um, to be called by the video review, and unfortunately, that was called a goal to Brisbane. Um, so disappointing there. Um, yeah, I, I do think Stewart could have um, put that beyond doubt. Uh, but then with that, um, you know, we saw Danaher Mark and kick a goal, uh, put the lines up by four. Um, yeah, you know, Parrish got a free about 45 out, but his kick was wide, so another missed opportunities. Ham had a ping, he missed and hit the post. Uh, and again, it's those missed opportunities, mate, that we would continue to rue as we finish the quarter. Eight goals, 13-61 to their 13 goals, 5-83. Uh, just the kicking accuracy was really hurting us. And, yeah, Brisbane had definitely stepped up the ante. Um, and it just looked like... You know, without us kicking straight, we just couldn't go with them. And um, it was going to take a huge effort to try and get back up. Um, for some reason, mate, sometimes, you know, you're playing in a, a stadium with a roof. Uh, there was a scoring end, and it seemed to be uh, going with the lines in the last quarter. Yeah, well, it might have been, mate. Uh, and then we saw Joe Danaher do Joe Danaher things and kick one out on the full to start the quarter. Um, and then we saw Parrish hit Stringer right on the boundary in the pocket. But unfortunately, he didn't trouble the scorers. Uh, you know, two-meter Peter then took a great grab on the wing. So that was great to see. Uh, and then Ridley hit two-meter Peter just inside 50. And uh, he took his 11th mark, Jane. And the kicks looked good, uh, but unfortunately missed for a behind. Uh, we saw Cox nail Bailey in the tackle and uh, got 50 after Bailey gut-punched him. Uh, but again, no score up our end. So we had all this uh, play with the footy, but nothing doing. Um, uh, the lines went end to end again, and Kelly again saved another certain goal um, by staying cool and outreading his man to, to mark the footy. Um, and uh, then we saw Cameron look to be bursting toward goal, but Redmond scragged him. I honestly think he should have had a free paid against him, uh, but held him up in the end, and uh, Cameron missed the snap. Um, but, uh, yeah, and he actually 
took a mark soon after and, and missed everything. Um, but then we saw the Lions try to slow it down a bit. Uh, but after Guelphy uh, nailed a tackle in the middle of the ground, the boys got it out uh, to Hind, who released Cutlow, who ran inside 50, and he kicked a bloody goal, mate. Yeah, that was good. Uh, you know, he'd really gut run uh, Cutler to get on the end of that. And I like the way that he balanced himself and, you know, had the poise to kick the goal. Mm. Um, it had been lacking for the whole team at certain points of the game. So that was a nice one to get. You just hoped there was a little bit of energy created from that. Mm. And then, yeah, we saw uh, yeah, Parrish, Parrish missed another one um, yeah, after a nice kick from Merritt to find him. Um, and then we saw Neil uh, kick one through for them to put the game out of reach. Uh, and then Joe took a freak mark, you have to say, <laughs> but again, missed everything. Uh, Neil kicked another goal, uh, or at least it looked like it. Uh, but then on review, um, it had been touched. But uh, yeah. yeah, by that stage, James, um, yeah, the review didn't help us. Um, yeah, we saw McCluggage take an uncontested mark soon after. Uh, you know, there was no one on him within five metres uh, and he made no mistake. He kicked another goal. Uh, Perkins bobbed up for that last goal, Jane. Um, and again, like I, I love that he still looked pissed off. Um, he wants to win. Um, and that's what we want. So uh, with that all said, Jane ended up losing the game by 22. And I think, honestly, the, um, uh, the margin um, yeah, flatters us a bit. Um, but it was our 10 goals, 15.75 to their uh, 15 goals, 7.97. Yeah, I can understand you saying that, mate. But on the same token, if you had a kick straight, um, it could have been a different result. But as you say, uh, if your sister was your brother, <laughs> it doesn't matter, does it? Because it's not going to happen. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, I think that um, we, at the end of the day, we just weren't good enough. Um, Against a good side, but the effort was improved, and you know, uh, you know, this season's going to start like it has, and injuries collected. We're just going to have to find baby steps, mate, and try to get out of this. And um, I guess with our first five games, mate, I always thought we had to be two and three at the end of the five games. Yep. Yeah, you know, had the tough games against Geelong, uh, Brisbane, and then of course Melbourne. And then you've got at home um, the Adelaide Crows and Fremantle. You've got to you've got to be yeah out of that two wins, three losses at the very least. Um, but uh, yeah, it's certainly making it hard for us, and the injuries aren't helping. No, certainly not, mate. But um, you know, we you can't plan for for injuries. I mean, yes, you can set contingencies around it, but you can't plan for it. You don't know who's going to go down when, how long, all the rest of that. But what you can control um, and what they should be working on for mine is, uh, you know, kicking efficiency. You know, we, we need to be training more, um, you know, with our, with our kicking and, um, you know, delivery inside 50 um, and our actual goal kicking uh, because they're the, the things that are, that are killing us time and time again. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm sure they are working on it, but um, yeah, perhaps it's the difference between you know what you train out on the out on the park, and then you know the difference between that pressure of a game based situation. But whatever the case is, um, yeah, they're the things that um, 
yeah, we, we seem to be lacking in time and time again. All right, well, let's have a quick break, mate. We'll come back with the Don's Cast Metal Ducks. You're listening to Don's Cast as we move on now to the Don's Cast medal votes. Mate, um, there was a lot more effort this week, and it's probably a bit easier to find players to get votes. Yeah, there were. Um, mind you, there's, there's still a bit of a gulf, uh, in my mind at least, between our, um, our best um, and the, the lesser likes, but um, certainly a lot more to like from this performance than last week. Um, so if I go for my votes, <clears throat> I'll go from um, you know bottom up this time round. Um, I went one vote to Archie Perkins. I thought he's playing that um, you know sort of forward role, going through the middle of the times, and does look uh, look pretty classy. And you know he's kicked the three goals. James um, had a had a ping at another, uh, so four scoring shots um, is uh, pretty good. Took four marks, um, and I thought. Uh, yeah, whenever he has the footy in his hand, he, he just looks likely. Um, that'll develop over time uh, as he gets more opportunity in the middle. Um, but I thought it was a pretty good game from Archie Perkins, so I gave him a one. Uh, two votes, I went the other end of the ground. Uh, Jake Kelly for his second game as a bomber. Um, I, I was pretty impressed um, with his game, James. Um, you know, had the 14 disposals, and we know the knock on him has been his... Um, uh, disposal efficiency um, over the years, but I, I thought he used the ball uh, pretty solidly. It wasn't excellent. Um, you know, disposal efficiency was 71%, um, but I don't think he made any sort of massive clangers. Um, what I did like about him, though, you know, he took you know six marks, um, ended up with the 11 intercept possessions, which is uh, pretty bloody good. Eight of those contested. Um, you know, even three contested marks. So um, he went hard at the footy um, all game. I thought, uh, you know, he had those couple of moments where he saved certain goals. So I thought uh, very well deserved to uh, get on the votes board uh, for Jake Kelly. Uh, three, I went to Peter Wright. Look, you know, he unfortunately went missing in parts of the game, but, um, you know, he was a real presence, like a dominant presence in the game, particularly that first quarter. Uh, and then started a bit um, later in the game as well. But uh, at the end of the day, ended up with 11 marks, three goals. Um, uh, even had a clearance, of like, um, which isn't bad for, uh, for a taller guy. Um, and uh, six score involvements with seven contested possessions. I, I thought uh, yeah, he played a... A really good game. It was particularly his marking power was what I liked uh, to see. So great work from Peter Wright. Three votes for mine. Um, four votes went for Darcy Parrish. A, a much uh, improved um, return this game round. Um, yeah, similar possessions to what he got last week, but it was what he did with them, uh, which was a lot more impressive. So 35 disposals. Had a couple of shots of goal. Unfortunately, missed uh, both those opportunities. Uh, made only the two tackles, uh, but he had six clearances, uh, 689 metres gained, took six marks. I thought he was everywhere. Um, he had 13 score involvements, which is uh, pretty bloody huge. His disposal efficiency was pretty rubbish, though, uh, 57%. Um, 
but a lot of his this uh, uh, possessions rather uh, were, were hard fought. So fifteen contested possessions. So he worked bloody hard to get them. Had ten inside fifties. Uh, I thought he did work really hard all game. For the five eights though, I did go Zach Merritt. Um, yeah, I thought yeah, while uh, not as prolific on the disposal count, um, he made you know most of these count. Kicked that important goal. Had thirty one disposals. Um, took four marks, three tackles, which was great to see, four clearances, 504 metres gained, a goal assist, um, and uh, 11 score involvements. So I thought, um, yeah, as I said, much improved. I thought he played a real team role, um, which, was, uh, which was great to see. So, um, yep, five votes for me. How about yourself, Jane? How'd you read it? Yeah, well, I'll go the other way as well. I'll go... I gave uh, five votes to Zach Merritt, uh, even though he had a quieter second half. He obviously very been put on to him. I just felt he looked the most likely to lead us home. Mm. Um, you know, he, his effort was there all game. Uh, you know, and just as you said, the, the difference between him and Parrish was just a disposal efficiency, which obviously Merritt's known for. Um, but, yeah, just the three tackles as well. And he kicked the goal, which is um, always handy when Zach adds to the scoreboard. But mm. as we know now, he's picked up an injury that's going to keep him out. So it's going to be tough without him. I gave four votes to Parrish. Um, and look, we don't always go with the stats. As, as we saw last week, mate, we, they both had the highest amount of possessions and they didn't get a vote. But, um, yeah, I, I found a vote for Darcy. I gave him four because... Um, again, just his effort was definitely there. Um, I would have liked to see him go back and kick those set shots, mate. They're, yep. um, he's capable of that. Like he's mm. generally a pretty good kick for goal. So uh, it's like we all had the yips at times. But um, yeah, I think Darcy at his best will go back and kick a couple of those goals, and that will elevate his game. Um, three votes again, mate. I was impressed by Kelly. Um, I actually really liked his efforts on Charlie Cameron, who can be a thorn in our side, like mm. in terms of a small forward can really be damaging. And yeah. I just like the way Kelly went about it. He, he's always there putting body contact on him. And even though he doesn't obviously have the same pace, um, he was always alongside Charlie and um, generally knew he was up for a battle. Um, so, yeah, great effort by Kelly uh, in his second game for the club. Uh, two votes, and it'll be surprising because, again, if you look at the stats, it probably doesn't reflect someone worthy of votes. But, again, being at the football live, um, again, just the efforts of trying to tackle was uh, for Sam Durham. Um, we saw him back into the side um, after, I think, having some niggly injuries over the preseason. Now, he only had uh, four kicks, six handballs, mate, which isn't usually vote-worthy. Yeah. But his running power is a real sight to see. Um, and when he did actually have it in those limited times, he used the ball pretty well. Um, so he's just got to learn to find the footy more. But he's certainly putting pressure on the opposition. And we need those kind of players because, um, as I said, uh, we need players with effort, um, especially when you're lacking skill uh, against opposition when you're giving away that. You've got to have effort and uh, I think Sam's definitely possesses that. And lastly, I gave 
the vote to Peter Wright. I wouldn't like to give him more, but um, as you said, mate, he started the game brilliantly. Um, he still had a good game overall. He kicked the three goals and certainly um, they're not an easy team to kick goals on. But um, I just felt he had periods where he just didn't see him. Right. So, um, yeah, he's probably... Probably should have got the two in hindsight, but I'd already done the votes, mate. And, uh, <laughs> I was so impressed with um, Sam Durham's efforts. I wanted to mm. reward him. Yep. No, that's that's fair enough. Um, yeah, I, I mentioned also like I, I just loved his and loved seeing him out there again. So um, no, I think well deserved there. All right, so I'll tally him up, James, um, and I'll read him out going from uh, least to most. Um, so with two votes apiece, uh, we've got Jai Caldwell and Sam Durham. Uh, on three votes is Tommy Cutler. On four votes each, we've got Shield, Guelphie and Two Metre Peter. Five votes, we've got Jake Kelly. On eight votes each, we've got Perkins and Parrish. And on 10 votes apiece, um, yeah, we've got Nick Martin and Zach Merritt, unfortunately, uh, it looks like Zach Merritt won't be able to add to that uh, in the near future, uh, but hopefully we get Nick Barton back to um, yeah, to build his own tally. Um, but in any case, we uh, certainly wish um, Zach Merritt a speedy recovery and hopefully um, we, we can see him out on the park for us uh, yeah, later in the year. Yep, we certainly do that. Well, um, yeah, it's a... Subdued start to the Donks cast medal, mate. We certainly <laughs> haven't got a bolter out of the gate. There's no one with 20 votes or anything like that. So, and um, as you could probably tell, like the last couple of games or the first two games of the season, yeah, you, you can kind of see we're kind of clutching at straws to find uh, players to get votes. You know, I'm sure during the season it will get tougher, but um, yeah, difficult at the moment. Uh, yeah, it's you know more, more um, you know challenges to come. You know, next up is Melbourne. So, um, yeah, it would be very interesting to see what kind of effort we can put up. Um, you know, we, we'll definitely uh, be in it. That's for sure. Um, so what we'll do is we'll have a um, another break and we'll come back by the numbers. Right? You're listening to Don's Cast. All right, let's continue on with our by the numbers segment, mate, and let's get on with it. We go straight into Andy McGrath. Yeah, mate. Wasn't uh, I personally wasn't too impressed with his game. Um, yeah, we we sort of put the put the asset in him to um, yeah show that defensive side, and he's managed the two tackles uh, again in this game and the seventeen disposals. He's certainly uh, capable of. Much more than that, and I didn't think he had a big impact on the game. Yeah, I agree with that. And yeah, you know, I'll just add that he's going to be having to be one of those players that steps up in Zach Merritt's absence. Mm. Uh, whether he gets more midfield time, that'll be you know seen shortly. But I, I'd imagine he would get more time now that Zach's not there. Mm. Um, even though I'm not sold that that's going to be his best position for his career. You know, I still think he's a better defender at this stage. But, um, yeah, I think if he plays more midfield, 
uh, he's going to have to have more impact than, um, you know, we need that from him. Sam Draper, mate, what did you think of his game? Look, again, it was much like last week in that I think he, in terms of the hitouts, I think he definitely, um, you know, almost dominated there, but it's where he's hitting them. Um, you know, I, I think McInerney uh, de- demonstrated he's much more experienced um, and got a lot more effect. I think he he had an improved game in that obviously he assisted our midfield brigade to get a bit more ascendancy, particularly in that first half. Um, but at the end of the day, um, he was almost one-dimensional there uh, because, again, he only managed the one mark for the game, James, and we definitely need more from our big men. Um, so I think he had an average game, but I know he's developing. I know he's, he's got a lot to, uh, to learn and demonstrate. Um, so, you know, I'm definitely not throwing the baby out with the bathwater. He's definitely a player. Um, we just got to uh, nurture him through. Yeah, and he's got a big chest, a uh, big test, sorry, big chest. Um, <laughs> he probably has got a big chest, but, I mean, he's got a big test, mate, against uh, Max Gorn as well. So um, I'll be interested to see what comes up with that. But, yeah, uh, again, he just needs to learn the craft a bit more, needs to be able to take mark, more marks around the ground. Mm. Um, he's quite agile, mate, for a big man. Um, yep. As you see, he explodes from the centre bounce sometimes. But, um, as I said, I just love to see him be out a bit more versatile and mark around the ground um, as a, a kick-out option. Um, yeah, Darcy Parrish found plenty of the footy, 35 disposals. Um, yeah, he had two behinds, mate. He really needs to go back and kick those goals. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, look, obviously gave him yeah, second best on for us. I thought he had a, had a good game. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, missing those goals... Um, yeah, and whether he likes it or not, he is seen as a leader around the club now. Um, you know, if we don't have Tipper, if we don't have the other guys, someone has to be the barometer. Um, so if you're missing those goals, everyone else drops ahead. That's where I think we um, really need to work on. But for his own game, I, I thought he played quite well. The effort was absolutely there. Um, you know, nearly 700 metres gained was, was bloody unbelievable. Um, yeah, just a bit of polish and... Um, yeah, to kick those goals would uh, yeah, certainly get him best on. Yeah. Uh, mate, really worrying signs from Devin Smith. Yep. You, know, you end up with four disposals you know, you know, in a game where you, know, you kicked the goal early. As you said, he pulled a free kick um, and made, you know, made him pay for that. But, um, yeah, I just found that really unbelievable. And I guess the thing to show you how far away he was from when he was playing his best footy, zero tackles, mate. Yeah. Zero tackles, zero marks, yeah, zero, zero clearances, zero goal assists. I think that's a really, really disappointing thing. Like, because, um, you know, if, as a small forward, if you're not crumbing your own goals, uh, you've got to be helping out. Um, you've got to play. So I think, um, yeah, to, and to have a, a, of your four disposals, to have a total meters gained of eight meters. Um, tells the tells the tale, mate. Uh, he can't be right in terms of his body, and if he is right, um, then uh, yeah, the, he's it's that sort of output isn't good enough. Um, you know, I, I I quite like Dev Smith as a player, um, uh, so it gives me no joy to say that. But um, I'm I'm sure he would be saying the much much the same thing to himself. Is Pratt picked even this week. What's that? 
You reckon Truff will pick him this week? Absolutely, you will, because who have we got else for the small forward role? I, I don't know. As we sort of discussed earlier, James, I'm, I'm not convinced that we'll go, yep, no worries, you're out and Wang and Ian's in. Um, I just don't think they'll want to make wholesale changes when we've already got at least one, if not two, forced outs with Cox and Merritt. Uh, I don't think they like um, making huge changes, and that's that's fair enough. You want to have a bit of stability. Um, but you'd hope the acid get put, puts on Dev Smith to go, mate, we need a small forward. Uh, you've got to lift. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're moving on to Jai Caldwell. Uh, 21 disposals. Just five kicks of those, mate. 16 ambles, one mark, and... A couple of tackles uh, and a behind, but um, yeah, I think Joe uh, will be a better player than those kind of stats. Yeah, yeah he does his work in in and out, um, but I mean, like in and under. Sorry, I meant to say, but uh, I mean, same token, you got to kick the ball more than five times. Yeah, absolutely, um, and I think he's he's developing. I mean, he still played what less than ten games or something, James. Um, and I think we have to be realistic about that, you know, with his injury history. Um, he's able to find the footy. So that's, yeah, that kind of stuff you can't necessarily teach. I think he, he's got a natural knack for it. Um, but, yes, um, more responsibility will be put on him. We, you know, we're missing Zach Merritt. We'll probably reach out to guys like McGrath, like Caldwell, to say, right, you know, you guys are the ones in our engine room. We need to get, um, you know, some, some better looks inside 50. And you're the blokes who've... Uh, You've got the responsibility with the footy, so I expect him to, to lift. And but uh, I, I think he's still playing. I thought he still played a solid game for us, as much as the um, you know, handball counts pretty lopsided there. Um, because yeah, it's that competitive nature we can see in him. Um, I, I think he'll continue to uh, to lift as the season goes on. Yeah, and like, just for the record, mate, he's played sixteen games, but under ten games with the Bombers. So you're right there. In that way, so obviously a very injury interrupted season last year. Um, we know he came in for that finals loss, but um, yeah, you don't get selected in a final side after missing most of the season unless the club has full faith in you. So, yeah, you know. uh, Zach Merritt, right? Um, such a shame he got injured in the last few minutes of the game. Yeah, um, I thought he had a pretty good game 31 disposals, 17 kicks, and 14 handballs. Three tackles and four marks and a goal. Um, yeah, obviously, Berry did the job on him um, in the second half and definitely limited him uh, to what he was tracking at half time. Yep. But he still, I thought, was our best player. Yeah, he was, mate. You could see, yeah, Berry was just dragging off him like as soon as he even looked like getting the footy. Um, and that's, that's um, you know, uh, yeah, full credit where credit's true that he played his role, um, Barry. But, um, yeah, Merritt, I thought, um, did show propensity to, uh, yeah, break that tag at times. Uh, so he will be sorely missed because he was certainly best on for mine uh, for that game. Aaron Francis came into the side for the first game of the season. Um, just a couple of behinds, mate. He, he certainly had his opportunities to have more of an impact on the scoreboard. Mm. Um, yeah, they've, they've had to play him forward, basically, just the way the sides build up at the moment. But um, there's just the four kicks and seven air balls and obviously had a couple of tackles, a couple of marks. But, um, 
Yeah, oh, sorry, he had six marks. Sorry, no tackles. I've, I've skipped mm. the line there. But um, like I said, he, his marking was okay. As you said, he went up with one hand a few times. Um, but, yeah, I think the worry is when you're playing forward, um, he needs to make an impact and, and kick goals. Um, you know, like he's marking them generally around 40, 45 metres out. So he wasn't close to goal by any stretch, but... Yeah, you need him to actually, um, you know, have to have faith in him to kick the goals. Uh, otherwise, it's no good playing him forward. Yeah, I mean, I, I almost would have liked to see him playing as that high half forward, um, you know, to take the mark and then deliver inside 50 because he can be quite a nice kick. And he had two goal assists in the game, so he demonstrated that. Uh, first goal, first game back uh, for the year, so I'm not going to put a huge mocker on him, but we definitely need him to lift. Um, in terms of output, and you you have to go two hands of the ball uh, if you can get him to take those marks. Um, you know, getting your uh, your photo on a uh, on a select footy card or something like that. Um, it, it's not going to win games of footy for the Essendon Football Club. Um, but I'm going to back Aaron in. I think uh, you know he'll develop from this. Hopefully, the coach is backing him too, because um, I think he can be really handy for us and does have a point of difference in a forward line that um, honestly just um, is pretty bereft um, of uh, of any structure up there. Uh, Tom Cutler, I thought he's um, really improved Mm. his efforts. Um, Defensive efforts, mate. That's what I can really notice as well, being at the game. Um, Just off-camera stuff, he's really mindful of where his player is now. I think originally he was a little bit, um, you know, look at me kind of thing. Um, And... I didn't think he used his talents to the best of his ability, his long kicking and so forth. But I think he's definitely harnessing that skill. And 15 disposals, 11 kicks, uh, four handballs and seven marks, you know, so he's a bit of a marking option. No tackles, which um, I don't expect a lot. But I I did like how he um, measured himself and kicked that nice goal in the last. Yeah. um, Yeah, he he did look dangerous at times. Sometimes I think he, he just doesn't back himself enough um, like there was one where he was just outside 50 and rather than have a ping at goal, he sort of popped it up and it kind of went no man's land. Uh, for mine, like he's got the leg, have a ping. Um, uh, I'd much rather him have a shot for it. I think he's capable and certainly showed that when he did kick that nice goal. Um, his efforts there, but um, yes, uh, I, I would like to see more tackling pressure. Um but uh, I did think he had a solid game overall. Uh, Nick Cox, so again, went off injured in the last quarter, mate. Um, he had a lot of the ball, you know, 21 disposals. Um, again, eight kicks, 13 handballs, so a lot of handballs. Uh, the four marks, two tackles, but a point. That should have been a goal, I thought. Yep. Um, and again, it's just that decision-making. Um, yeah, he's a young player, but he really needs to... You know, really correct that because um, footy today is, doesn't give you enough time just to take your time. You've really got to get on the offensive end and, um, and really start to try to damage the opposition. And the only way you can do that is by, um, you know, really going forward early. Um, and I've just felt he stagnated the play a fair bit of times. Yeah, there were sometimes, mate, like in the middle of the ground where everyone was streaming forward um, and he'd stop prop take a look around, and by then, uh, Brisbane had flooded back. So 
um, who weren't able to take full advantage there. Um, yeah, and his decision making at times is a bit iffy. I I do think he um, he panics a little, like he has that short service. He, he kind of reminded me a bit, James, um, of Langford early in his career, where he would. Um, take a bit too much time and, and get done in a tackle. Uh, we haven't seen that so often with Cox. He's He's got a handball or a kick or something, but it's generally gone and got coughed up to the opposition. Um, but that's where I think, you know, this bloke, he needs to develop. Um, but he needs clear direction to, to do that and say, mate, you have to go. Um, you know, give the first option or, you know, whatever it is. Um, but certainly... Um, you know, he's a young bloke, second season. Um, so, yeah, we'll obviously see improvement there. Uh, but for the time being, um, it, it has hurt us. Um, so uh, hopefully you'll um, improve from there. Hopefully the scans come back and he isn't, um, you know, um, yeah, he, he hasn't suffer, uh, suffered a serious injury. Um, but in any case, um, yeah, I'm sure he'll improve as the season goes on. A player who played his 50th game uh, was Jordan Ridley. And yeah, I thought that he um, he's still not uh, back to the levels he was in the previous couple of years. I think he's still finding his touch. Yep. Um, if you look at his stats, mate, it still says he had 89% efficiency, but it just didn't feel like that at the game. Like, yep. um, so, yeah, I just thought that... It, uh, I thought, yeah, it was an improved effort from the Geelong game, but same token, uh, still looks a little bit off. Yeah, he does. Um, and again, I sort of wonder how yeah, that, that um, uh, the impact of you know, that, that back line there where, you know, Brisbane did have a very dangerous forward line. Like you got Joe Danaher, you got Charlie Cameron. Um, you know, you've got pretty clever players like Bailey and, and McCarthy that'll sneak a goal off you. Um, so there's plenty of guys to look out for. Um, perhaps there's also a bit of, you know, working out the difference between he and Kelly's game. I know Kelly's sort of there to help Jordan Ridley, um, you know, be released. But when the ball was getting peppered in there time and time again, I, I honestly don't see how we um, would have the time to, um, you know, structure up as well as we'd like. Uh, and potentially that's um, you know, had an impact on Ridley's ability to read the play because he just had to be so reactive all the time. But um, I think he had a solid game without being outstanding. Uh, it's good to see him take a few nice marks um, and, uh, you know, seven intercept possessions. Uh, you know, it's good to see seven contested possessions, uh, mind you, as well. So he's definitely worked on that uh, sort of harder, uh, more, more contested side of his game. Um, yeah, I'd say solid without being outstanding. Yeah. Um, Archie Perkins continues to improve, mate. And... He does. Um, but Laverty... Um... Oh, how did I miss that, mate? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, Laverty, I thought um, he, he played a decent game, Joe. Um, he had the 15 disposals uh, overall, six marks, um, which is good to see. Um, I wondered if he was still labouring a little bit from last week. Like, he didn't... He didn't have any tackles. Um, he did have the eight intercept possessions um, and five contested, but um, uh, you know, seemed slightly off in terms of disposable efficiency. So I was, I was wondering if he, um, you know, pulled the kick a bit early every now and then, 
um, yeah, because he was he was aware um, of a bit of soreness or something. But I thought he had played solid overall. How do you read it, mate? Yeah, he did a lot of buffering uh, off the yeah. plate. Yeah. Um, obviously, giving away so much height to Joe Danaher. Yeah. Um, and I thought he did a pretty reasonable job, actually, on Joe. Like, yep. um, Joe ended up having yeah, a pretty good game, but I, I, was, I didn't think he had it all his way. And, yeah. um, you know, considering how much height uh, Jaden was giving up, I, I thought the effort was... You know, pretty good, and as you said, mate, he's probably still hurting a little bit from the previous week. So, a tough effort by uh, Jay. Yeah, I think actually, just quickly, James, um, with Joe Danaher, like you noticed it a couple of times. I think he was really frustrating Danaher because mm. we saw Danaher give away some bonehead frees. You know, whether it was you know scragging him before he um you know, got to the contest, or that one where he sort of had a almost got him in a headlock, or I don't know what it was, it was sort of weird. Um, tried to trip him on another occasion. Um, so Laverde was obviously getting under his skin. Um, so that niggle factor, I don't think, can be discounted. Um, so, yeah, great effort from Laverde. Now we can go to the Archie Berkeley. Yep. <laughs> I'm not jumping the gun this time. But, um, yeah, Archie continues to improve. You know, I should have found a vote for him too, mate. He gave three goals. And, um, just a, a, not his fault, but... Yeah, you know, the ball doesn't go down there very often. Uh, it was locked out of our forward line for a fair bit, uh, especially in that second half. Um, but he certainly you know, did a lot with the footy when he got his hands on it. Yeah, he did, mate. Um, you know, 11 disposals, 11 kicks. So he looked to be dangerous whenever he got it, uh, which is great to see. Actually had uh, six score involvement. So not only did he kick three goals, one, but he gave a... A uh, couple off for some opportunities as well, um, which was uh, good to see. Um, only laid the one tackle, so I'd like to see that number raise up a bit. Um, but I, uh, I do think he's uh, yeah, developing nicely and um, yeah, looking forward to when he gets a bit more opportunity um, and a bit more development fitness to, to go into the middle because I reckon once he does, uh, you know, he'll be pretty hard for it. He, he loves a contest, this bloke. He does. Um, we'll do this last one before a break, mate. But um, I like to, uh, like I was going to say, I didn't like some of the aspects of James Stewart's game. Mm. Um, you know, again, he, you know, we, we understand that he's learning that defensive craft and he hasn't always been a defender. Um, I guess the questions are starting to come, will he ever make it? I, like, I think he's clearly athletically... Uh, our best, uh, you know, tall, strong uh, selection to play down there currently. Yep. But, um, yeah, so I guess that effort, a lot of people are coming back to that effort to try and uh, rush that point through, mate, which, is, you know, apparently the score review said he didn't get a hand on it. Mm. Um, mate, there's a bit of a – I did hear, you know, at the ground a few people saying – you know, this is where Zerk Thatcher should be in the side and shouldn't be James Stewart. What do you think of that? Uh, I mean, honestly, Matt, I reckon that's bollocks. Um, you know, Zerk Thatcher, for all his virtues and everything like that, um, he's he's not a, a key defender um, for mine in terms of being able to match up on uh, the sort of biggest and best of the competition. He's a good second man up. Um but certainly where he is lacking 
um, is the, I suppose, the creativity uh, and ability to, to hit targets, uh, which James Stewart's demonstrated he has been able to do over his time. Um, don't get me wrong, he obviously has his, his moments where um, yeah, he has a, a brain fart here and there. Again, I, I said quite openly, I reckon uh, yeah, James Stewart went a bit lazy at that one. I think he could have really put it um, yeah, out of um, out of contention, uh, that one where he, uh, he just sort of sorted after it and almost touched it as a um, uh, sort of perfunctory thing to do. But um, I, I still think right now, James Stewart is our only viable um, key defender to go with those types that still have a bit of, um, uh, you know, versatility and um, agility to them because that's another area where I think Zerk Thatch is deficient. He's, he's probably all right running in a straight line, but as soon as you, um, you know, make him move from side to side, he's very slow, James. Um, and while there might not be a huge difference in terms of height, like Zerk Thatch is 195, uh, Jimmy Stewart's around the 197, 199, uh, if I'm not wrong. Um, you know, I, I think James Stewart still has, um, you know, far improved um, versatility, agility um, around the ground, um, much better disposal efficiency. Um, and he, he doesn't seem to get, um, uh, you know, sort of caught up um, and um, uh, look like a deer in the headlights. Um, yes, he stuffs up at times, but then he gets on with it. Whereas we've seen a couple of times, or I've noticed a couple of times with Zerk Thatcher, um, if it doesn't go his way, um, yeah, he can almost yeah look like a deer in the headlights. The ball goes past him, uh, and all of a sudden he's you know 15 meters behind his man. He's streaming in for goal. Um, I don't mean that to sound too uh, dismissive of Zerk Thatcher as a player. I still think there's a role for him as potentially a second defender, but I don't think it's a like for like. I, I don't feel Zerk Thatcher could come in and replace Jimmy Stewart uh, for that role. Okay. All right, well, um, we'll have a break, mate, and um, we'll come back and finish the last one. And you're listening to the Dogs Cast as we continue our By the Numbers segment, and we're up to number 19, mate, Nick Hind. Yeah, it was a sort of funny old game. He seemed back to his usual kind of um, uh, game where he gave us a bit of run, uh, but he still uh, was a bit limited in, in terms of influence on the game, I thought. Um, did rack up the 19 disposals and looked looked pretty good and gave us good, uh, you know, metres gained and all the rest of it. But I dare say of that uh, 584 metres gained, most of that was probably... In, uh, in that one run there, we took a few bounces on the wing there. But um, no, I thought he, he played a, an okay game without um, being a standout. Um, yeah, look, it's sort of funny. I, I didn't notice him a whole lot, to be honest myself. But what about yourself, mate? How did you read his game? Well, he was one of the bombers, um, and there's quite a few of us, um, who continually fell over. Mm. Um, you know, I don't know what it was, but you know, especially our players, I noticed we we constantly were sliding. I, I thought I was watching Disney on ice for a little bit, but it was, um, <laughs> honestly, it was 
it just happened at really bad timing. Yeah. Because um, a couple of times he looked set to go and even the wrong bounce and then he lost his footing or, or whatever. Yeah. But, like, I did like his um, his run. Like, I think that obviously that's his key strength. Yep. Um, and I think, look, the opposition are definitely more aware of him. I, I could see them doing a bit of work into him, um, knowing that he's a pretty important uh, player in our link. So, um, yeah, look, I thought it was a better game, obviously, than the Geelong game for him. Mm. But um, still a little bit of work to do, you know, to get to his 2021 form. Absolutely. Just on that, I mean, because, you know, we saw the umpire fall over as well. Zach Merritt um, fell over a couple of times. So you wonder if it's a case of short stops. Um or what it is, I don't know, because that's one thing that's frustrated a couple of, um, you know, particularly, you know, you think of uh, Tipper, who used to fall over quite a lot. So, um, yeah, who knows what the what the case was, but certainly, um, yeah, when they fall over at inopportune times, uh, never a good thing. Yeah, well, I did hear, um, I can't remember which player it was, but it wasn't an Essendon player, but they were talking about, I think BT may have asked the question, why aren't the players using screw-ins, for example? Mm. Yep. Well, they don't actually make them anymore. Like, I think they're actually banned by the AFL. Mm. So you can't use screw-ins. And apparently the footy boot companies all make just a generic mould. They don't actually make long moulds or short moulds. Oh. You know, it's just a generic one. So oh. um, <clears throat> depending on which company you're with, if they don't make it, they don't make it specially for you, if you know what I mean. So uh, I found that quite an interesting conversation. I, was, I wish I could oh. quote who it was who said that, but, I mean, um, it was definitely BT's question and I thought it was a good one. Yeah. Uh, Peter Wright, mate, he had a good game, um, you know, obviously got in the votes and uh, had a great first quarter with those eight marks and two goals and oh. ended up with three the other day and, He's our leading goal kicker at this stage with five. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I thought he played a, a solid game. Obviously, like, he looked pretty dominant early. Uh, he's just taking marks everywhere. But then, um, yeah, it looked like, uh, you know, Harris Andrews went to him and um, sort of shut him out of the game uh, a little bit from there. And that's the uh, concern for me when we're talking about our forward line in that we just don't have those two uh, bigger players to go and fly for marks and all the rest of it were very one-dimensional. That's the difference that a Harry Jones gives us, for example, and that sort of taller leading player that can uh, take a few marks around the ground because realistically, the closest we have at the moment is, is Francis and yet he was going for marks, but uh, he wasn't kicking goals. You know, you think if you had Peter Wright kicking a couple, Francis got dangerous and managed to kick his two goals, all of a sudden, um, you know, that changes the, the makeup of that forward line, uh, Jakey Stringer will never be an out-and-out sort of mark lead-up player. Um, you know, is that more that sort of explosive side? Uh, Deb Smith, as we talked about, is not that lead-up player. So, um, yeah, I think that's the, the issue with our forward line. We're very one-dimensional. Even if Peter Wright is having a good game, he'll get shut down very quickly. Uh, they'll put a lot of focus onto him. But I, I thought he's, he's still... Uh, had a good game. Obviously, uh, yeah, it would have been good for him to continue his form of that first quarter, but uh, turned up with 11 marks, three goals, 
um, was uh, a pretty good effort. Yep, um, mate. Uh, a person that's got a bit of criticism is the captain, Dyson Heppel. Um, mm. He's pretty down on input, I thought, and um, as I said, uh, not uh, doubting his spiritual uh, leadership at uh, Essendon, but uh, sometimes it'd be nice to lead by example at times. And Dyson's definitely done that in the past, but I just think he's really struggled at the start of this season. He has, mate. Um, so I don't know if it's. Uh... You know, perhaps that, that foot issue uh, that he's had previous and, you know, that's sort of holding him back a bit um, because certainly he's, he's not the sort of player he was even last year. Um, and it was sort of interesting listening uh, to the commentators because uh, Luke Hodge got on and he was saying, look, you know, um, I'd want to see my leaders, so Dyson Heppel, get into the middle of the ground and say, nah, you know, we're getting smashed here. Um, I'm going to take over. I've proven myself as a, um, you know, inside ball winner. And that's what I'm going to do. Um, you know, stuff the game plan. You know, we need someone who's going to win the clearances. You know, just show, um, you know, show the reason why um, he's such a good leader around the club. And, um, uh, yeah, I guess, as you say, that sort of lead by example thing, because, Really, there was no point in that game where you could see Dyson Heppel, um, you know, rallying the troops or um, you know taking the game by the scruff of the neck. Uh, you know, I'd, and even that sort of um, value we talked about last year, where he was sort of that you know that general in defence, if you want to call it that. You know, you didn't see him rallying the troops and you know structuring up our our back line and that kind of thing. You know, we still looked pretty reactive. Uh, realistically, it was. Uh, it was Callie, Ridley, um, uh, and and those guys sort of leading our our back line. So his output has been down. Um, he'll he'll get back. He's a very competitive guy. Um, I've got no doubt about that. But um, yeah, I think what it like if he has an issue, I, I think the um, yeah, the club needs to you know um, I get it fixed. Yeah quick, smart, or at least be open with us and say, this is what's going on, because, you know, right now, all we can see is a guy who's down on output. Um, and some some people have brightened him off already. I'm not at that point. I think he's still got a lot to offer. Um, but certainly, um, he, he was almost getting a bit lost down there in halfback and didn't really have an impact on the game for mine. Yeah, uh, It's a bit sad to see a captain like that, um, especially when the side's really struggling. Um, again, not putting it on Dyson, our zero-two start, but, I mean, um, sometimes you just need that on-field leadership to really show. Um, and I think that, you know, if his body can't do it, I definitely sympathise with him. But, um, yeah, like, it's kind of a bit telling the difference in leadership out there at times. So... Uh, we saw, you know, recently we played Geelong with Salwood and um, obviously Brisbane with, you know, Zorko. And, um, yeah, I just think that we need to, you know, get the best out of Dyson. And, you know, with now with Zach, our um, vice-captain out, it's a big step up for uh, Andy McGrath to really come to the fore. And, you know, he hasn't started the season great either. So, yeah, it's... Uh, Interesting. We had this conversation not long ago, mate, about uh, captains' efforts and uh, the ca- 
you know, who's the captain kind of um, person that you'd want to play for. Mm. Um, and, like, I'm sure Dyson is that internally for the group. But, I mean, um, like just an on-field presence sometimes would be great. Um, so, I, I think, you know, something we can definitely work into. Hopefully, you know, players can take that on board. Mm. Um, yeah, Sam Durham came back to the side, mate. And, as I said, I probably probably uh, am getting questioned for giving him a couple of votes. But, I mean, like, I just loved his endeavour on the day. Yeah, absolutely. Like he, he went for punches. He, you know, scragged. He, um, you know, ran up and down the ground. Um, no, he didn't get a heap of it. So just the ten disposals um, and under the hundred and forty-five meters gained. But um, as you say, I just, I just loved his effort all game. Like made a few tackles. Um, you know, pressured a lot more um, for mine. I mean, he had. Uh, I think it was. Uh, uh, can't remember how many, but he had, there are quite a few pressure acts, or seventeen pressure acts. Um, but yeah, you know, I just sort of noticed him as that sort of defensive presence um, when sometimes the, the traffic was a bit one one ah, one way with our running. So um, no, I, I rated his game. I think he um, had a solid effort, and um, yeah, looking forward to him getting more uh, into the season, and um, yeah, more like what we had uh, from him back end of last year because uh, he was an absolute revelation and uh, yeah, he showed he can use the ball well too, which we certainly need going into our forward line. Yeah. Um, it's great to have Jakey back, Jake Stringer, mm. uh, his first game of the year. Um, I've got to say, mate, um, I wouldn't say he moved overly well for the first mm. game back. Yep. Can I understand why the club held him back last week? Because um, especially Again, off camera, when I was just watching him, his movements, he was kind of like, I don't know how to describe it, maybe tiptoeing it looked like, you know, just running on the spot at times. It looked like he was struggling to get a gallop up. Um, but uh, <clears throat> he still makes an impact uh, when he's around the footy. And, yes, you're right, mate, he, he did get the jam jar um, <laughs> title because he kept kicking into the man in the mark. But, um, yeah, like it, he still did a lot of good things as well. Yeah, he did, and uh, you know, he actually got like five clearances, four tackles, which is a, a game high for us. And you know, and that's where I get a bit disappointed sometimes. Like a guy who's um, you know short of a gallop, he's able to make four tackles. Uh, you know, what what is the rest of the team? Um, you know, the closest two were Sam Durham and Zach Merritt. Um, the rest of them, you know, two or less tackles, and I think that's. Um, that's not really where we want to be. Uh, but for Jake here, kick the goal, had a, had a few clearances. Um, you know, obviously not his best game, but, you know, we'll obviously back him in to uh, get back to full flight um, because he can be super important for us. Um, so happy to see him out there uh, and I'm sure he'll improve from here. Uh, Mason Redmond, mate, he seems to be just going at the moment. Um, yeah, like he... He, he did a great rundown. I think it was Charlie Cameron. Uh, Charlie Cameron was going pretty much full full clack, mate, and uh, it required a huge effort from uh, Mason Redmond um, and just enough pressure on him to you know, uh, make it an error, um, which was great. But, uh, yeah, just, he's certainly trying out there, but like, just the 14 disposals, seven kicks, seven ambles, 
four marks and two tackles. But no, you know, like just with him, uh, I think we can get more out of him, uh, especially at his best. Yeah, we can. Um, yeah, personally, I've, I'd love to see him played on the wing. I don't know why we don't sort of go with that uh, and we sort of keep him in that half-back role. Uh, I honestly think there's deficiencies in his game in return in terms of his um, sort of defensive side of things, um, which probably does sound a bit harsh. But, I mean, like, again, this is a bloke who has shown he can be hard as a cat's head at times, uh, but only laid the two tackles. Um, he's got plenty of run in his legs. He's got a absolute ripper of a boot, uh, as we've seen that on occasion. Um, but uh, I think at times, I mean, that run, Dan, you were talking about, James, he showed the athletic ability to you know, try and stay with Cameron, but I, I think he panicked uh, and he, he was he was scragging Cameron. I, I think a, a free should have been paid as, as good as it was to keep up with him. I almost saw that yeah, I honestly think Mason Rippon was probably trying for that professional free um, to not let him run in for goal, but to make him uh, you know, sort of earn it. But it wasn't paid in the end. Uh, that's just how I saw it. Um, so, I, again, I, I always think there's a real player in Mason Rippon. Uh, I'd love to see him uh, play on a wing. I, I think he's you know, slightly taller arrangement. I think he can uh, you know, use that run to, to good use. And, um, you know... Even, yeah, you know, just sort of thinking about it off the top of my head, it'd, it'd be good to see, uh, I suppose, a two-pronged attack of, you know, Hind off one side and uh, and Redmond uh, being that other sort of, um, uh, yeah, running player, you know, through the wings because I I think he's he's a real goer, uh, but yeah, I think his impact's pretty limited at the moment, just based on output. <coughs> And we got another look at um, Kelly uh, from from the Adelaide Crows, um, and we both gave him votes, mate. So we both rated his game. Um, yeah, I thought he did well, like in an area we're really poor. Like Jake Kelly is a player that um, certainly got some limitations to his game. Um, he's not going to be like a Ridley and pierce through defence with his kicking. But uh, he's a real competitive beast and um, we've really struggled with those small forwards at times. Yeah. Um, and, and look, you know, I'm not saying Charlie Cameron couldn't have had a bigger day because he certainly missed some opportunities himself. But I just felt that he certainly um, let Cameron know he was playing on it. Yeah, he did. Um, yeah, I really liked his game. He, uh, yeah, he's hard at it. Um, yeah, I think he... He knows his limitations in terms of his uh, disposal efficiency, so he, he tended to choose pretty smart targets, um, I thought. Um, and just his his willingness to throw himself at the footy, at the contest, um, at everything, like saving a couple of certain goals, like right at the right at the death there, um, I thought it was excellent. He's um, sort of reminds me of a almost like a bit of a, a mini Paddy Ambrose, um, uh, yeah, except he, he gets a bit more of the footy. Um, he seems to read it pretty well, Jake Kelly. Um, and I think, yeah, that yeah, take six marks and um, yeah, have the have the fourteen disposals. He's um, he's obviously knows where to find it. Eleven intercept possessions, uh, eight contested. Uh, I think he's a a bit of an animal 
Jake Kelly and, yeah, really liked his game. So, yeah, he got votes for both of us. Yeah. Um, now, Braden Ham survived the cut and uh, got a call up after Dylan Shields' injury. Yeah. Um, I thought his efforts were there and we saw that tackle that he raised earlier, mate. But, um, yeah, I just don't know if he's ever going to be a player that um, commands attention. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's just yeah. more... Uh, coming in and out of the game, and yeah, I don't know if we're ever going to get constant or consistent output on him from him. No, uh, no, I'm, I'm totally with you there, James. Um, like it was a better effort. Um, you know, racked up ten disposals, a uh, couple of tackles, 215 meters gained. So yeah, much better in terms of output uh, than the week prior. Um, but still, uh, I, I just I do question his defensive uh, side of the game. And even when he does have the footy, uh, his decision-making at times in terms of where he kicks it and all the rest of it, I think he's um, you know, flawed at times. Um, you know, and he's like Cox, um, when he does get the footy in the middle of the ground, he slows the play down. But, um, you know, it hurts our, our run. And I think, you know, while he might have got the 80% disposal efficiency, um, I think part of that is born from, you know, he chose a smart option rather than a, a dangerous option, which could have got in a better scoring position. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that's that's a massive area of his game he needs to work on because I, I honestly do think he has the tools. I think he's got a, a pretty good kick on him, um, but it's just being willing to pull the trigger make that kick um, rather than going side to side, slowing it down um, and allowing the opposition to, to flood back. Um, so, look, I can't say anything more than it was a, an average game. I still think he needs to develop in the twos. Uh, but, yeah, obviously, I've, uh, I've shown my cards there, Jame. I'm, I'm pretty biased there. Um, I, I want a lot more in terms of defensive effort. Yeah, well, it comes down to that question, like, you know, <clears throat> at this stage, are we better off blooding a Ben Hobbs, for example, or even playing an Alec Waterman um, in these kind of positions? Because, um, yeah, I just think we're gifting games to, um, you know, we're gifting games to him at the moment. You know, I think you've got to earn your game. So I I think there's a lot of times where he's been gifted the games, and I know I've said that about three times there, but yeah. that's my that's my initial take is that they're being friendly with him. I heard Sean Murphy talk about him in the, about the preseason. Yep, and just said what a great trainer he was and how much improvement he's made on his running and so forth. But uh, at the end of the day, you got to get the pill, and you've got to be damaging with the pill, yep. uh, or at least have an impact on the game and. Um, if not, then should be opportunities for others to show that same impact. So, um, yeah, like I know it always sounds like he's a bit of a whipping boy, but um, yeah, he's he's in control of that. Like if he plays good football, the pressure eases. If you know what I mean. Like we saw with Tom Cutler, mate. Mm. He's um, he copped a lot of it last year. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think on that point where yeah, he's look at how much running he's done. That's great. Like running is an important part of the game 
but the game isn't isn't won by how many meters you've run, how fast you've run them, or anything like that. It's um, yeah. At the end of the day, the ball has to go through the big sticks, and to get it there, you have to do um, yeah, a bit of the bit of the hard stuff. And um, yeah, that's where he, he needs to improve on his game because certainly running capacity. Yep, tick. He's he's got it. Um, so yeah, let's hope he can. Um, yeah, sure up the defensive side of the game and his ball use because uh, at the moment I'm not seeing it. Yeah. Um, Matt Guelphie, uh well, we know you always get effort out of Guelphie. Like We both know he's got uh, limitations on his skill level. But um, just the 11 disposals, four kicks, seven handballs, uh, two marks and two tackles, mate. Um, not a dramatic impact on the game. No, it wasn't his um, wasn't his best effort. Um, you'd have to say, James. Uh, I did wonder throughout the game: can you play both of Sam Durham and uh, and Matt Guelphie? And I'm not sure you can. They're, I suppose, a similar type of player in that they they scrap, they scrag for everything. I think, honestly, Sam Durham's a, a much more polished um, version of that kind of uh, player. Um, yeah, he can read the play a bit better. His disposal is a lot better. Um, yeah, and you never doubt Guelphie for, for effort or, or heart or anything like that. Um, but certainly um, he had very minimal impact on the game, James. Um, you know, two tackles, had the 11 disposals. Um, and of those 11 disposals, 36 metres gained. Um, so... Uh, yeah, you can't say he's had a, a massive impact for us. Um, and, you know, people will know I bloody love him, um, but certainly I, I didn't think he had the greatest game uh, against Brisbane. And then the final play, I think, right, is um, Tex Wanganeen. And um, there's not much to be said because apart from being presented his jumper at the start of the game um, in front of Gav and his other family members, um he never got the opportunity to come on the ground. No, he didn't. And again, I think it's a real shame. I, I, I'd hate for that to be my my debut game if I was ever good enough to be a bloody player. Um, I reckon that'd sting. Uh, yeah, to try so hard to, you know, not only get to train with a list, but to win a list spot, and that's the debut game you get. I reckon that's pox. Um, so feel sorry for the bloke, but um, hopefully that. Uh, you know that uh, that sting um, helps him uh, in future. Go now. Nah, when I do get a chance, I'm going to take this by the scruff of the neck and and run with it. Yeah, well, you think he's definitely going to get an opportunity at some stage. Um, but like worst case scenario, mate. Imagine that you never played football, never played senior footy, but you've credited with one game where you sat on the bench the whole game. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, yeah, it's one to tell the grandkids, isn't it? But, um, <laughs> but uh, look, it's better than my story where I just go and watch and play um, rather than actually play. But, um, yeah, look, uh, it's a tough one. Like, as Truck said, like, he only was named because of Dylan's injury. Uh, obviously, Dylan Shealy is referring to. Um, but that's where, look, Truck says you don't know when there's going to be if there's going to be an injury if they're going to be required, but um, that's why I would have picked a player more suited to be like a utility. Yep. Um, 
because that way you cover all the bases, so to speak, in that, you know, uh, like if you look at our bench, mate, I think on that on the um, emergencies, you had Wanganeen, I think Waterman was added to the list, uh, Phillips, mm. and who was the other player, mate? Do you, do you remember that? Um, uh, no, it escaped me, sorry, mate. Yeah. All right, so there's obviously the four players. Um, we know at this stage, Wanganeen being the first-year player, He's not going to have a huge tank. So if he hadn't been called on early in the game, you don't know what the output would have been. Um, So, you know, considering Waterman was added late, um, obviously he wasn't going to be the first. I think the other player was um, Brendan Zirk Thatcher from memory. Um, So he would, um, again, though, kind of... Pigeonholed themselves because they didn't really pick a utility. Probably the closest to that was Alec Waterman. Yep. But um, I think I would have probably elected to play him um, if I wasn't if I didn't have any intentions of getting text on the game. But um, yep, trust the coach, so he gets to say what what happens ultimately. But um, yeah, it's a bit disappointing for him um, because uh, yeah, like it would be an honour to have a, a one game next to your name, but to not have an opportunity to present yourself would be frustrating, I imagine. Absolutely. All right, so let's go through some of the other quick news. Um, obviously, the BFL started, mate. It was round one in the BFL. And the Bombers played the Cats down at GHM. I'll get that. GH. GMHBA. That's the one, GHB stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Too many bloody letters. Um, but anyway, the uh, the Bombers went down, unfortunately. Um, we went down 12 goals, 14, 86, defeated us in an eight goals, 10, 58. And looking at the scoreline, mate, um, I watched a little bit of it uh, whilst waiting for the game to start. Um, it wasn't until the last quarter where we added Five goals, five in the last quarter. Uh, so when you look at that, eight goals, ten, mate, mm. we were basically three goals, five up to three-quarter time. So we'd only kicked a goal each quarter pretty much um, until the last quarter where we got a few goals. But pleasingly, mate, the goal kickers there was um, Kane Baldwin. Uh, went back to the twos, obviously, after uh, being dropped from the Geelong game. Mm. And he added three goals. Um uh, then uh, Sutton, um, he kicked two. Uh, obviously not on our list, uh, that one. Um, Phillips, he got a goal. Uh, he marked that in the goal square, mate, like late in the last quarter. Uh, Patrick Voss got a goal. He's on our list, number 39. Um, yeah, look, he's a project, that guy. But, it, gee, he's got a presence. Um, yeah, yeah, once he gets a bit of footy now, so I could see him playing senior footy, mate. Yeah. And Waitman kicked the goal. And the list of our, of our best players was uh, Joe Attlee, uh, the captain, was mm-hmm. best on ground. Uh, ben Hobbs was named in the best, along with Kane Baldwin and Will Golds, who played senior footy at Hawthorne um, before transferring to us. So um, Sean McKernan didn't play, mate. Uh, so we know he's been added to our list, but he didn't play. And there's quite a few players that uh, that were named on the list didn't didn't actually get a run. But um, yeah, 
I'd say from that, uh, you know, I think Ben Hobbs would definitely be under consideration this week. Um, and, and maybe Baldwin. I, I don't know if they will chuck him straight back in. But, uh, Melbourne's got a pretty settled back line, mate, as we know. Mm. So it might be a tough one. But, um, yeah, anything grab your news about that? Oh. Yeah, I mean, like, just with Baldwin, I'd, I'd rather him have a few games in the twos, um, get some confidence, um, like, in his body and uh, in, in playing that sort of style of play. Uh, we want to go to like yes, we uh, we need forwards, but um, I think for long term we'd be better developing him uh, properly rather than chucking him in the deep end. Because I think if yeah, if he comes up against Lever or May or one of those guys and gets absolutely slaughtered, um, it's not going to build him up too much. So uh, yeah, I'd I'd rather Kane build a, a bit of confidence and beat the door down to get back in the seniors. I'm, yeah, I think he's absolutely got the uh, uh, got the talent, desire uh, to get there. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, Geelong are a class outfit. Um, yeah, and that's the the whole club there. Uh, as unfortunate as that is to say. Um, so yeah, they got depth all over the place. Um, so to lose to them as a relatively young. Uh, list, which, um, yeah, fortunately, we had the pleasure of uh, speaking to Paul Cousins in an earlier episode. Uh, gave us a bit of a rundown of, of where they're expecting. Uh, I wouldn't be too um, too concerned with the uh, with the loss uh, against the more experienced um, uh, outfit there. So, um, yeah, not not great to to lose, and certainly, uh, yeah, when you look at that timeline of um, you know of goals, and yeah, we did get. The vast majority of our score in that last quarter, not fantastic, but uh, look, I'm sure the, the guys will all continue to, to gel, bond together and um, continue to develop. And certainly that's uh, that's what we wanted to see um, because, yeah, later on in the season, uh, who knows what's going to happen with COVID and all the rest of it. Um, but we might have to rely on some of these guys to come into the ones um, if they're developing Nicely there, um, all the better. Uh, so uh, <laughs> I'm just going to sit tight and be confident, Jane. Yeah, that's the way. Um, and then obviously our VFL women, mate, they had a huge win over Geelong. Um, a bit of payback, mate, from the VFL women. Um, after the Geelong Cats beat both our senior and reserve team, or VFL team, um, the women... Program one, I think it was ninety to eleven, mate. Like a huge win. Wish, yeah, that's mm. a fair effort. Yeah. So uh, I think if you add those two scores together, mate, mm. um, I think Geelong still win, but just narrowly. So <laughs> nice for the ladies to stand up for what they sort of believe in. Um, but it's good that uh, yeah, we seem to be well prepared. Uh, you know, we must have a good program in because we've been very competitive in the VFL program uh, for the women. Um, I think uh, you know, we've been thrashing sides and I think we had a draw with St Kilda. Um, so, like, and St Kilda are a very strong program as well. So, yeah, I think we're, um, we're, we're in the right pathway there, mate. Um, and you would have seen... Um, we signed our first AFLW player, mate. Did you see that? Yeah, certainly did, mate. Uh, yeah. Nance Gowan, uh, the captain, 
Uh, so she's going to be leading our girls uh, for the AFLW season. And that's just fantastic to see. I mean, it seems like she's a real um, uh, leader, not only um, you know, for the AFLW side currently, uh, but around the club, everyone seems to be getting around her. So um, fantastic to see. She's um, you know, got her opportunity to um, you know, be the first signed player uh, for our AFLW side and looking forward to many more signings to come throughout the year. Uh, that's very good news, and I guess um, that's about the most of the news we've got, mate. Obviously, uh, just in players that could be back this week, uh, we're hearing Nick Martin's out of the uh, COVID protocol, so he should be right to play against Melbourne. Um, Dylan Shield's still in doubt, mate. They're still um, saying that he's uh, unlikely. Mm. And also, um, obviously, Will Snelling pretty much ruled out as well. Uh, Nick Cox is touch and go, but he looked pretty bad, mate. I actually thought his injury looked worse than Zach Merritt's. But yeah, well, that's that's what everyone like. Everything looked like um, yeah. what's going to be. So, yeah, who knows what's going to happen there? Yeah, so uh, yeah, uh, that's one to look at. But I, I think this week, mate, what are you after? Um, obviously, tough test for playing the premiers, reigning premiers. Um, what do you reckon's a pass mark? Coming up against this side, obviously we want to win still, but um, what's the what's the th- minimum that you want to see this week? Hitting targets, James. Um, this is what I want to see. I think, um, look, their defence is like very, like very solid. Obviously, you've got stars like you know Lever and May, but um, as a unit, they just work so hard. Their midfield. Um, yeah, are just prolific. Uh, yeah, Petrarca can rip it out at will. Oliver can um, can do that. Yeah, you know, you've got plenty of guys in there that are that we know we're going to rip in and um, you know, give us a tough contest. So we're going to have to be switched on from moment one and hit targets, not allow that ball to be rebounded from one end of the ground to the other. Because if we give them easy ball to lap up, you know, bomb it into our forward line so Lever or May can, can mark and then release their play from there because we know, um, yeah, they've got some pretty bloody good wingers, mate. Uh, and then when they entered inside 50, uh, they've got some pretty good goal kickers in Fritch and, uh, and Ben Brown. So, um, yeah, what I don't want to see is get opened up, um, you know, on the turnover. Uh, so hitting targets is has got to be the... Um, uh, the, the major focus for mine. What about yourself? Yeah, that's what I want to say. Just the effort again. Um, like the effort was definitely there against Brisbane, but now, as you said, a little bit more polish. Um, you know, Melbourne will make you look silly if you are even a little bit off in that area because they love to zone off, yeah. especially if you're not hitting targets, as you said. Um, so we're really going to have to hone in on our skills and, you know, look, I won't lie, I'd like to see um, the club be bold at selection and actually make some of the players that are just underperforming at the moment really um, have to earn their games. Mm. So, you know, you'd think it has to be a nervous week for Dev Smith. You know, uh, I know the club will still pick him because he's a senior player, but, uh, you know, seen as a leader around the club, but, I mean, 
his output just isn't there, mate. Um, if he's not right, as you said earlier, he shouldn't be playing. Like, we've just got to give other people runs. And, you know, as you again, I keep referring to what you said, but like, when you look at a Durham and a, a Guelphy, you know, if you don't think both can play in the same side without, you know, um, putting limitations on your team, then choose one. You know, obviously, mm. these are the kind of bold decisions you'd have to make. Um, and, you know, be bold at selection. Like, give Ben Hobbs the run, you know. Um, you know, I, I think that he's been very impressive, mate, especially, you know, he's former captain of his club and so forth. Uh, I don't think he'd be too phased by having a go at the reigning premiers, mate. So uh, I'd like to see him get a run that, you know, sooner rather than later. But, yeah, yeah. that will be that'll be great to see. I'd, I'm just not sure uh, that our selectors are, are going to be as bold as uh, as we might as we might like, um, and I, I don't think they like making wholesale changes. So. You know, if we've got two forced outs in uh, in Merritt and Cox, um, perhaps we'll only see a couple of forced changes um, there. But um, look, who knows what it's, um, what's going to happen, mate. All we want is the boys to crack in, give effort for four quarters. Um, and uh, yeah, show us you know, what season of footy they want to have because... Um, yeah, at the moment, um, yeah. Personally, it feels like it's a bit half-hearted. Yep, I agree. All right, mate. Well, um, always good chatting, and like I said, uh, big game. Uh, you know, we're staring down the barrel at zero and three. So uh, obviously, it's not an ideal start, and especially with the injuries. But uh, all we can do is keep supporting the boys. Hopefully, they uh, you know can surprise us this week a bit. Lovely if they can do that. And uh, we'll find out on Friday. So until next time, go Bombers. Go Doms.